Hello, everybody. This is the Nutrition Translator Podcast, where we discuss plant-based nutrition, longevity, biohacking, neuroscience, psychology, self-healing, and much more. My name is Colleen Kuhn, registered dietitian, plant-based health coach, and your host. Welcome to the show. Keto diet seems to be all the rage these days, and I get asked all the time about it. So I wanted to give some information today on this podcast about what it is, the benefits, the risks, and an alternative way to do keto that is best for your health. There is a caveat here, though, because dieting is something I do not recommend for everybody who struggles with food and their weight. Restrictive dieting can often exacerbate the yo-yo cycle of weight loss and weight gain, which doesn't get to the actual root cause of what is happening. So if this is you, please listen to my last episode, episode 64, How to Create Healing and Peace with Food, IFS for Food Freedom, and episode 52, which talks about trauma-informed eating. A trauma-informed approach would be better would be a better route to go down if you struggle with behaviors around food such as restriction and binging and yo-yoing, impulsiveness around food. If you have a love-hate push-pull relationship with food, if that's you, I'd recommend to not go down the dieting route again because chances are you have tried several diets and they have not worked for you. The reason it hasn't worked is because we're not getting to that root cause, the reason why and understanding behavior and understanding triggers. So with that said, here is some more info on the keto diet and ketosis so you are better informed and can make your own decision. So what is ketosis? Ketosis is a state the body enters when deprived of carbohydrates, which is basically glucose, where your body then uses ketones, a natural chemical made in the liver, to burn fat as its primary fuel source. And the ketones then bypass the blood-brain barrier to be used as fuel for your brain and it is used for fuel almost immediately. So your brain, for example, it requires more energy to function than any other organ. When you're not in ketosis, your brain uses over 400 calories per day in the form of glucose, which is about 130 grams of carbohydrates, making up a significant portion of your resting metabolic rate. But when you are depleted of glucose, your body then makes several adjustments to keep all the organs and systems running. So with enough, enough fat, your brain then is able to use ketones as energy instead of glucose. And a ketogenic diet, let's talk about that. What exactly is a ketogenic diet? A keto diet changes the way your body fuels itself. When you go in ketosis, your liver then produces the ketones which again is that alternate source of fuel. So we are able to burn fat instead of carbs. It involves eating a lower carb diet that's moderate in protein that can be higher in fat to some extent. 
And again, ketosis is a process that happens when your body doesn't have enough carbohydrates and glucose to burn as energy. So then it burns fat and uses it for fuel instead. There is a modern bastardized version of keto, which now this day and age encourages extremely high fat with lots of butter and coconut oil and bacon and meats. However, there is a better version that we're going to talk about here in a little bit that will be a little bit better for your health than this quote-unquote modern bastardized version that seems to be all the rage. Keto definitely isn't for everyone, but there are lots of benefits, which we're going to go into. And if you heard the term ketoacidosis, this refers to diabetic ketoacidosis, which is abbreviated DKA, and it's a complication of type 1 diabetes. It's a life-threatening condition resulting from dangerously high levels of ketones in, in blood sugar. The combination makes the blood too acidic, which then can change the normal functioning of the internal organs like the liver and the kidneys. So it's a critical, it's really a critical condition. And people who are experiencing ketoacidosis need to get treatment right away. This is different than ketosis. You can be in ketosis if you are on a, on a low-carbohydrate diet, if you're fasting, or even if you've consumed too much alcohol. So if you're in ketosis, you have a higher, you have higher level ketones in your blood or your urine, um, but not high enough to cause acidosis. So that's the difference. Let's talk about the benefits of a keto diet. There actually are a lot of benefits, a lot, a lot of benefits. Studies indicate that cutting carbs can automatically reduce your appetite and calorie intake, so it can suppress your appetite in a way. Almost without exception, low-carb diets can lead to more short-term weight loss than low-fat diets. However, Low-carb diets seem to lose their advantage for weight loss in the long run. A large percentage of fat loss can happen on a low-carb diet, and especially in the abdominal area, which is known to cause the serious metabolic problems. A low-carb diet is very effective in lowering blood triglycerides, which are fat molecules that increase your risk for heart disease. Since you're not eating carbohydrates and sugar, this affects your triglyceride levels. Low-carb diets tend to be higher in fat, which then leads to an actual increase in the HDL. It can increase the HDL cholesterol. HDL cholesterol, if you're not familiar, are considered the quote-unquote good the good cholesterol. Low-carb diets are the best way to lower blood sugar and insulin levels, which may treat or even possibly re reverse type 2 diabetes. Cutting carbs can significantly reduce blood pressure. A healthy low-carb diet can reverse metabolic syndrome, 
heart disease, and type 2 diabetes. And the low-carb diets have really, with a lot of studies, have been shown, proven, very beneficial in treating epilepsy in children and are being studied for their effects on other brain conditions, which we're going to talk about here in terms of mental health. Uh, but they're, these are probably the most highly, the, it's the most highly studied with children who have epilepsy on keto diets and how it can prevent seizures. There's a lot of studies on that. So mental health, there are a lot of mental health benefits of being in ketosis. Depression, bipolar, schizophrenia, and dementia. Let's talk about depression first. Recent studies in animal models have demonstrated that there may be a case for the use of a keto diet in the treatment of depression. The mechanism of action of how the diet works is currently not so clear. But it is thought that the keto diet has a similar effect of conventional antidepressant drugs. But there still needs to be some more studies to confirm this. For bipolar, many of the drugs proven to help with bipolar have anti-seizure properties, which has established a link between the low-carb, high-fat diet and its effects on the brain. The data supporting the use of a keto diet as a treatment for bipolar is limited, but there are, nonetheless, there are a few recorded clinical cases which have been showing a lot of promise. A 2013 paper showed, for example, that two women with type 2 bipolar disorder who were on a keto diet for more than two years both achieved better mood stabilization with the diet than with medication. That's pretty impressive. With schizophrenia, low-carb diets and the keto diet have been shown to relieve symptoms of schizophrenia in animals and small-scale human studies. The diet may manage schizophrenia through the different mechanisms of action, especially through the increase of GABA levels and bypassing the need of glucose as fuel. And GABA is a neurotransmitter in the brain. And dementia. Studies have shown that higher ketone levels may help with mild cognitive impairment, a condition that makes someone much more likely to develop dementia. One suspected cause of cognitive impairment is high level of inflammation in the brain that stems from the buildup of plaques, amyloid plaques, like those seen in Alzheimer's disease. Studies have shown that a keto diet may be beneficial in reducing the formation of these plaques and inflammation. But of course, there's still re more research need to be done in this. So who's going to benefit from the keto diet and who should be on the keto diet? And hint, it may not be you. Like I said before in the beginning of the podcast, if you do struggle with eating and dieting, this might not be for you. And the same keto diet that helped your neighbor lose 20 pounds could really, it could screw you over metabolically. For example, if you have the FTO gene, the, FT, uh, the FTO gene would predispose weight gain and inflammation 
in response to saturated fat that exceed 10% of the overall daily intake. So that could be an issue for you if you have this gene. Because we, we now see that if we have inflammation in the body, then that can cause a lot of problems. And in the FTO gene predisposes weight gain in response to saturated fat, which we know on a keto diet, saturated fat is going to be high, especially if it's done in the modern version. If you have gallbladder issues, or if you don't have a gallbladder, or if you have liver issues, this could be a problem for you. If you have familiar hypercholesterolemia, and what this means is you have a genetic condition to where you have high cholesterol. If you have that, that runs in your family, then a keto diet is going to have the reverse effect for you. It's, it's not going to have a, a very good impact on your lipids and your lipid profile. Or you might possibly not be able to handle the excess amount of omega-6s in the diet. And omega-6s are a type of fat. Um, some people have an upregulation an upregulated elongation, which is the process of converting omega-6s into inflammatory compounds. It's called elongation. The expression of the gene responsible for elongation varies from person to person. And some people have upregulated elongation that results in greater conversion of omega-6s, specifically linoleic acid, into inflammatory compounds. So if you have an upregulated elongation, uh, a significant amount of the linoleic acid you consume, and in linol- what, is, what is linoleic acid? Linoleic acid is found in nuts and seeds, and that will be converted into a different type of acid Uh, which is the precursor to inflammatory compounds. And going back to inflammation, we want to avoid that at all costs because we know how inflammation can play a role in the body and it's not good. Some other issues with the keto diet are even people who do respond well to a carbohydrate-restricted or fat diet, uh, a high-fat, high-rich a fat-rich diet, it is easy to make mistakes that cause you to accumulate nutrition deficiencies and give you low sluggish energy over time, particularly during workouts. If you're an athlete or someone who likes to work out a lot and that plays a big role in your life, it can actually give you lower energy if you're on a very strict ketogenic diet. Because the first problem is that there's loss of key nutrients such as phytochemicals and antioxidants and fiber and plant-based vitamins. Plants are sources of antioxidants that are crucial for neutralizing the excess free radicals that can cause a host of physiological and neurological problems, including neurodegeneration and damage to the muscle tissue. And plants are potent sources of a wide range of vitamins, minerals, micronutrients, including vitamin A, vitamin C, the B vitamins, 
calcium, potassium, iron. While some vegetables like starchy tubers, sweet potatoes, white potatoes, and overly sweet fruits like bananas and apples are going to be too high in carbohydrates to be strictly keto-friendly. But you can include some of the leafy greens like the cruciferous vegetables and the non-starchy vegetables. But they are, they are keto-friendly and can be consumed in, in higher quantities on a keto diet. So that's something to keep in mind. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that here. But some other issues are going to be the keto flu, which happens when someone switches over to a keto diet. They're going to feel like they, they might feel like shit for a while. Uh, a water and sodium flush. They can have thyroid issues, increased cortisol, low libido, and low energy. So how I would recommend you approach the, the, the keto diet in a way that would be healthiest, I would recommend a cyclic ketogenic approach. Because if you really look in the past how we produce ketones, it would have been by intermittent fasting. It would have been by uh, shortened feeding windows or calorie restriction because I mean, not intentional calorie restriction, calorie restriction because that we often lived in the kind of like a feast or famine type of lifestyle, maybe not lifestyle because it was forced upon us. <laughs> That's how we, we had to live because we didn't know when food would come. So there would be forced calorie restriction and the low amount of calories based off of the access to food, basically, and low amount of carbs and concentrated carbs because there weren't processed foods of how, how in the past and how we used to live. And there were much higher amounts of low-level activity throughout the day. What that means is there would be lots of walking and moving and low-intensity, low-level activity throughout the day. So you can achieve ketosis via a shit ton of fat or moving around a lot, intermittent fasting, paying attention to the carb intake, uh, you will be burning ketone bodies. So the modern, <clears throat> the modern keto diet is really, it's void in nutrients. And like I said, it can result in those thyroid issues. And it can result in a low libido, can result in no energy. But you don't need to stay in an indefinite state of ketosis unless you have a neurodegenerative condition or if you want to experiment with ketosis, a ketogenic diet specifically for mental health conditions like schizophrenia, bipolar, for example, you can kind of go in and out uh, cyclically in and out of ketosis primarily by including healthy protein, including some plants, some monounsaturated fats, which are more Mediterranean, that are unsaturated fats throughout the day. And then, you know, being low carb up until the end of the day. And you can include a workout, high intensity interval training to upregulate glucose transporters. And then after sit down for dinner and include millet, 
sweet potatoes, sweet potato fries up to 100 to 200 grams of carbohydrates. And by the next morning, you can be back into ketosis. So you can have all the benefits of ketosis without eating all the MCT oil for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, all the coconut oil, all the fat. Um, and you know, there's some other, other ways you can continue to stay in ketosis. Some people take exogenous ketones and you can even take a cold shower, which can lower blood glucose up to 20 points. It's cold thermogenesis. And not only can it do that, but there's been tons of research showing that cold thermogenesis can improve mood and can regulate the nervous system, be really good for stimulating the vagus nerve. So cold showers. So what I was saying about cyclical ketosis is occasional and even regular dips into ketosis via strategies like fasting, occasional carbohydrate refeeds, carb cycling are really sufficient for providing the benefits of a keto diet without requiring you to eliminate all carbohydrates for months and months and months at a time. So if you're fasting for 12 to 16 hours, you can still enjoy the fat burning and brain boosting benefits without depleting all your energy without and not without depleting all the nutrients that some carbohydrates really can can provide us. What does that look like? Doing daily carb refeeds up to 200 grams of carbohydrates for dinner and then spending the rest of the time in ketosis. And if you are an athlete, a very physical person, at least, at least once a day and for the, for the average person, at least a weekly carb refeed, t- typically on your most physically active day would be the best time to do it so that you can reduce any excess glucose response. And this also helps to ensure that adequate nutrients are being met, like consuming veggies, like cru- cruciferous vegetables, microgreens, that you know, also including choline and magnesium and potassium and sodium that aren't going to be found in really, really high-fat diets, low-carb low carbohydrate diets because a lot of those are electrolytes which you got to be careful of getting making sure we're getting enough and other low carb plant foods for a more plant-based keto approach like during the day is if you're gonna the recommendation here what I'm saying is to eat more low carbohydrate during the day and then having a and then also intermittent fasting through that. And then in the evening when you have your dinner to have more carbohydrates then. But during the time when you're eating low carb, some plant-based foods that are higher in fat would be coconut milk, coconut cream, coconut olive oil, avocado oil, you know, nuts and seeds, hemp seeds, chia seeds, macadamia nuts are great, pumpkin seeds, almond butter, cashew butter, non-starchy veggies, like leafy greens, special sprouts, zucchini, broccoli, cauliflower, peppers, and mushrooms. Some vegan protein sources, you could do tofu, tempeh, you could do a soy-free tofu, tempeh, there's a lot of those out there now, protein powders, pea protein Meat substitutes like Beyond Meat. Dr. Prager's has a really good one that they just came out with. That's a pea protein meat substitute. Full fat dairy like coconut yogurts, 
almond yogurts, cashew cheeses, vegan cream cheeses, avocados, guacamole. And if you are going to choose fruits, berries would be the best source. Blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, strawberries, and condiments like nutritional yeast, fresh herbs, lemon juice, salt, pepper, and spices, of course. So you can, you can be vegan and keto, and you can do it in a way that will still get all the benefits of a keto diet without being in constant ketosis, in my, in my opinion, is a, is a healthier way to go about it. All right, that's all for today. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the show today. If you are interested in working with me one-on-one for nutrition and lifestyle coaching, I would love to connect with you. Click the link in the show notes to apply today. I only take on a few clients at a time because it's so individualized. So go ahead and click that link right now if you're feeling called. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you.